Is there someone you should have spoken to earlier about a love situation or about your finances? You might be about to get that chance this week. Hear about it now in the Mainly Moonology podcast. Welcome to the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. So hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? This is a big week, even though there's barely any astrology happening, so to speak. The one big astrological aspect we have this week is Mercury, the planet of communications, is going to be meeting Venus, the planet of love and abundance, which now be aware that Venus is currently retrograde in the sign of Leo. Okay, so Mercury is the planet of communications. It's the planet of the mind. Where you are, where, wherever your Mercury is in your chart will show you how you communicate, how you listen, how you talk, how you write, and so on. Right now, anyone born right now is going to be born with Mercury in Leo because Mercury is currently moving through the sign of Leo, which is also which is a great sort of um, alignment and a placement that happens at least once a year because Mercury is our mind planet. Leo is the sign that knows it's fabulous darling and we all have leo somewhere in our chart that's where you think you are fabulous darling uh so mercury and leo is great if you need to speak you know theatrically with confidence magnanimously if you need to think confidently you need to you know think like a superstar if you've been through a period of self-effacingness for example put other people in the sort of up on a pedestal and think, oh, no, I'm just, you know, silly old me, little old me, and they're amazing. And, you know, that that's something that all of us can fall victim to doing from time to time. Now, though, Mercury is in the sign of Leo, the fabulous sign of Leo. Leo is the king of the zodiac. It repre- it's represented by the sun, which, you know, all the other planets revolve around. Um, I mean, maybe it shows my age, and I actually it does, but I'm going to say it anyway. Two really famous Leos who really encapsulate the Leo energy are Madonna. Now, I know Madonna's really getting um, on a bit, aren't we all? And she's now becoming more famous for um, all her, you know, plastic surgery that she gets to try and stave off the years. But back in the day, Madonna was a groundbreaker. She was, at one point, she was the biggest star in the world, I would say. I think that's fair to say. She actually became a billionaire off the back of her music. And she's a classic classic Leo. She's very much, look at me, look at me, look at me. Now, if you're Leo and you're thinking, oh, that's not very nice. Why are you saying that? We all have Leo energy in our chart somewhere. And Leo is, look at me, darling. I am wonderfully fabulous and I'm here to entertain you. The other person who springs to mind, and again, I'm afraid it is a bit of an old reference. I probably need to update and find out who are these Leos out there today. But for those of you who remember the Spice Girls, and I know not all of you do because I was actually watching, uh, you know, that Hollywood medium Tyler Henry today and he was reading for Mel B, I think it was, Scary Spice, uh, who was one of the Spice Girls and he had no clue who she was and was in fact born the year that the Spice Girls split up. So, you know, obviously, I'm sorry, this is a bit like my dad referencing Ava Gardner back in the day. But for those of you who know what I'm talking about, that's Leo Energy. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the Spice Girl who's Leo and so Leo is not actually Mel C or B, 
it is, of course, Ginger Spice, who was, you know, the absolute centre of attention um, or wanted to be <laughs> back in the day. So, yes, I, okay, I feel like I've referenced these ancient history pop stars. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just think of someone sort of coming down the stairs on a, on a big stage show, you know, backlit with, say, feathers and, you know, high heels and pearls and not much else, just kind of coming down to really loud music saying, I have arrived. Okay, so that is the Leo energy, which I've managed to explain while making myself feel and sound 500 years old. Leo loves to be a showstopper. It loves to be centre of attention. So Mercury and Leo means that people are going to be looking for attention. They're going to be saying things for attention and so on. And this week, Mercury is conjoining Venus retrograde in Leo. So that's a really big deal. Venus going backwards in Leo is actually going to be quite humbling for a lot of people. It's going to be people saying, oh gosh, was I like a bit big for my boots? You know, did I sort of show off a bit and now I need to take it back? Do other people not think I'm quite as fabulous as I thought I was? And, you know, if there are conversations to be had around this, then this is going to be a good week for it as Mercury and Venus meet in Leo. So now if you're the person who's been humbled and you're feeling a bit like, oh God, I didn't see, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel, uh, I didn't realize that's what people think, for example, it's okay. It's okay. That's what this cycle is about. And if there's someone in your life who's eating a bit of humble pie, you know, do as you would be done by. Don't crow in their face and like, ha, told you, you know, just be gentle, be as gentle as you can. Remember Venus retrograde is a time to re-evaluate anything and everything. So if you're wondering if you've done the right thing, if you are re-evaluating anything from the last 18 months and thinking, oh my God, what was I thinking? Or you've re-evaluated something and realized, actually, it used to matter to me. It doesn't matter anymore to me. Now is the time to process all those feelings. Now is the time to re-evaluate everything in your life. And actually, because of the Mercury connection this week, it's also the time to talk about it talk about it. So after Mercury moves through Leo, we are going to see Mercury moving into the sign of Virgo. And uh, it's a very, very different energy. Mercury in Leo is brash. It's like I said, look at me. I'm fabulous. You know, let's talk about how fabulous I am. Enough about me. Let's talk about what you think of me, sort of that. Mercury moving into Virgo is a very, very different energy. Mercury in Virgo is humble and taste and organized and it doesn't want to come down the stairs in the spotlight wearing feathers and knee-high boots and pearls and that's it. It wants to come down, buttoned up, you know, ready to help, ready to get organized. It's, the energy is really, really going to change from the start of the week to the end of the week. So, you know, on a practical level, as Mercury now moves into Virgo, it's time to really, for one thing, start to get organized in your thoughts. You know, if you've been a bit all over the place, Mercury in Virgo is going to be more detail oriented. It's going to be easier to organize your thoughts, your life, to make some plans for the future. I'm thinking of my son actually right now, who we're on holidays and he's 
kind of doing a tiny little bit of work while we're here towards his university admissions tests and, and all that sort of thing. But he's sort of really just wanting to go for a swim, which I can't blame him. He studied really hard for his exams and, you know, lie in bed, look at his phone and stuff like that. That's all fine for now, baby cakes. As Mercury moves into Virgo this week, it's going to be a time to say, okay, now I need to get organized. I don't know if he can hear me. He's not in the room with me. Uh, but you know what? It's happening on July 28th, Louis. So you've got until July 28th. Really, really good time to start to then get organized and make some proper, you know, plans for the future, make schedules, timetables. In his case, hopefully he'll make a study timetable and a reading timetable. But you think about what you've got going in your life. Start to make some timetables. Virgo loves timetables. So it's a very good time to get organized. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere where I am, then that's very much my, I don't know, did you hear what I was saying? My son's just walked out looking at me smiling. I'm recording the podcast. Yes, darling. No, no, it's not live. <laughs> He's just giving me a thumbs up. Yeah. So if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it's all about, you know, getting ready back to school if you're a parent or a student. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's probably going to be more about what do I need to finish up before that glorious long hot summer arrives? Also, with Mercury moving into Virgo, you know, it's a really, really, really good time to think about practicing mindfulness to maybe even starting a meditation routine. Virgo has a very analytical nature. It can actually lead to overthinking. So be aware that for as long as Mercury is in Virgo, which it will be for a few weeks, it's a really good time to engage in mindfulness practices to stay present, avoid unnecessary stress, and generally start to get your head in order. That's definitely another thing to put on your list of things to do while Vir Mercury is in Virgo. So what else? Okay, also while Mercury is in Virgo, it's a really good time to be thinking about health and wellness. Health and wellness, why? Because Virgo governs health, especially alternative health. So pay attention, pay extra attention to your well-being. If you know you need to get yourself into better shape, it's a really good time to do yourself a schedule of the exercises you're going to do or the yoga or the walking or whatever. And think about, you know, healthy routines that are going to be realistic that you can focus on and, you know, maybe commit to a 12-month thing where, you know, or actually less than 12 months. So until the next Virgo, uh, Mercury and Virgo cycle, maybe, maybe commit to doing that. And I'll keep you up to date about when Mercury is back in Virgo. And if I forget and you end up doing exercises for the rest of your life, well, that's not that bad either. <laughs> Okay, so what about the fact that Venus is still retrograde? Let's recap. Venus retrogrades effects on relationships and self-worth. So Venus is all about love and abundance. And when it goes backwards, it's about reevaluating anything to do with love and abundance, anything to do with relationships, self-worth, and, uh, and also about connecting to the past. For some people, it's a really good time to get back in touch with an ex. Actually, here in Malta, one of my friends has just been contacted by someone she had a sort of summer fling with a while ago and he's back in touch. That's the kind of thing that can happen. And it can be because, you know, maybe the timing wasn't right last time and maybe this time it's going to work out. Or it can be because you need closure. You know, it can be maybe you're in a partnership and you've done something really stupid and now you're going to try and take it back and see if, you know, you're going to get a second chance or not. And it can be a time when if you really want to reconcile with someone, you can. I've actually written an article 
for the Daily Mail um, about this. And it starts off with a story about one night when I was at home and uh, there was a banging on the door and I opened the door. It was this sort of dark, cold, rainy night. Venus was retrograde and there was this guy in front of me who was my friend's ex-boyfriend. And he was in a complete state as he stood there on the doorstep. He didn't want to come in. He just wanted to say, you know, Yasmin, what can I do? She's dumped me. I love her. What can we do? And I said, well, look, Venus is actually about to go. I think Venus was about to go retrograde. It wasn't retrograde yet. And I said, if you're going to get back together, you know, Venus retrograde is the most likely time. And he said, thank you very much. Went off into the night. And then lo and behold, a few weeks later, they, they got back together. So he always now thinks that I'm the most incredible soothsayer in the world. But it's really basic. Venus retrograde is very much a time to either reevaluate the relationship you're in and thinking and think, you know what? Actually, I don't love this as much as I thought I did. But it can also be a time where you reevaluate and think, oh, God, I've been taking this person for granted. I've got to do something about that. And also be aware that you can feel a little bit detached from your partner while Venus is retrograde because it's a time to sort of step back and, and look at the thing and reevaluate. And it can be a time where you do feel a little bit separate from your partner. So use this period to reflect on your relationships, also on your relationship patterns if you're single. You know, think about the relationship patterns you've had and how you would do those things differently in your next relationship, you know, and also address any unresolved issues you have with your partner or your ex and communicate as openly as you can, especially this week when Mercury and Venus will be together. It's also a really good time, Venus Retrograde, to cultivate self-love. You know, have you been loving yourself enough? Forget about anyone else. And remember, if you doubt yourself too much, it's very hard to be a good manifester. So cultivate self-love, work through feelings of self-doubt, and engage in activities that nurture your self-worth and certainly avoid anyone who damages your self-worth at this point. Um, also, you know, if love and abundance are not on your agenda, it's actually also a really good time to explore old creative outlets, visit old creative outlets that you loved during this time and, you know, maybe gain some fresh perspectives on um, that creative process. Go back to a creative process you used to love and, you know, make it new again. Also this week, the nodes, the lunar nodes uh, have changed signs, which is really, really big deal. A north node has moved into Aries. The south node has moved into Libra. Now, the north node is basically where we are headed, where we need to go. And the south node is where we have been. Okay, so a few things. With the north node moving into Aries, embrace, embrace your courage. Embrace your independence. Step out of codependence. Step out of your comfy slippers of a relationship and stand up on your own two feet. You really need to stand on your own two feet now with the North Node in Aries. Don't be codependent or coe as they call it. Try and find a balance as well between independence and cooperation. So it's not all about, well, I don't need anyone. I'm just going to stand on my own two feet. It's about um, I can stand on my own two feet and be a good partner or friend or daughter or mother or brother or sister or whatever. The Libra South Node reminds us that we need to find a balance between our independence and our need for harmonious relationships. So it's going to be an interesting 18-month cycle that we're embarking upon. Okay. And it also means that to a great extent, where we need to go is changing. 
changing, changing, changing. But, you know, stand on your own two feet is really the big message there. Also this week, it is mainly moonology. Remember, we are getting the quarter moon in Scorpio. Now, this is a very interesting quarter moon because it's on the exact same degree of the eclipse, the new moon eclipse we had in, in Scorpio in October last year. Okay, so that's very interesting. Now, I'm just going to say that eclipse had a big effect on the former British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. So let's see if that guy re-emerges in the news here in the UK. And if you watch CNN, um, he'll probably pop up on there as well. Be interesting to see if that happens because that eclipse basically uh, eclipsed him. He ended up losing the prime ministership and now he's even resigned as an MP. Let's see if he's somehow back in the news this week. But also remember in general, the quarter moon in Scorpio is very much a time, because it's just come after the new moon, the time to really think, you know, what are my goals and how well am I working towards my goals? How well am I working towards making my wishes come true that I made at the new moon? And, you know, what challenges are coming up for me now that I need to overcome if I am serious about making my new moon wishes coming true? Scorpio, of course, always calls for emotional introspection. So it's a really good time for that. Dive deep into your feelings and, you know, also acknowledge any emotional blocks you have. Because emotional blocks keep us from moving forward. One of the best ways I know to work with emotional blocks is through meditation. EFT slash tapping is also really good. And also if you don't really feel like you can do it yourself, acupuncture is amazing for clearing emotional blocks. Um, it's also a time to release and heal. And, you know, remember the whole Scorpio paradigm of the phoenix that rises from the ashes. The nodes are also squaring Pluto. That's huge. Basically, now is a time to try and break through from the past. If you haven't signed up for it yet, I have a workshop on July 30. It's free when you buy a copy of my Moonology Diary or my Moonology Desk Calendar from www.reclaim2023.com. We've called it Reclaim 2023. Because it's all about, you know, the astrology of the first half of the year has been a little bit challenging. Now we're getting into different energies and it's going to be much, much easier. So if you haven't got your ticket yet, go to reclaim2023.com, buy your Moonology desk calendar or diary and register on that page. If you've already bought the Moonology diary or desk calendar, you haven't registered it, just take it, get your transaction receipt number. And uh, go to reclaim2023.com, sign up there, and you will go to the system and you'll get all the notifications you could possibly want for signing up, for getting into the workshop on July 30. It's going to be great. All right. Well, I hope that helps you navigate this week. I hope you have an amazing week. And I'm very much looking forward to speaking to you next week when we're going to be talking more about the astrology and the moonology and the planets and the sun, moon and stars and all those amazing things as we do every week here on the Mainly Moonology podcast. Lots of love. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you'd like to stay updated with the moon and moonology and astrology and all the other things we cover, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is up. 
Also, it would mean a lot to me and my team if you could leave us a glowing five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, please. That actually helps more people find us too, which spreads the love and surely also brings you amazing karma for taking a moment to help us out and to help other people find the podcast. Have a great week and I hope to speak to you next week. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you want to take Moonology to the next level and manifest the life of your dreams, join our growing community of magical people who come together to lift each other up as we meditate, manifest, and reclaim the magic that has been inside us all along. Head over to mainlymoonologymembership.com and awaken your true powers.